Welcome to the Spirit of Money podcast with your host, Beth Ann McMerrick. Here we weave together the elements of personal finance and business with the spiritual side of your money. Bust through your financial barriers and transform your life, mind, body, spirit, and wallet. Beth Ann guides you in a unique and enlightened approach on how to clear your financial chakra pathways, tune up your money vortex system, and manifest your dreams come true. Here's your host, Beth Ann McMerrick. Welcome to the Spirit of Money podcast. This is our new moon money reading for August 1st, 2019. Thank you so much for joining. I'm so excited that you're here. This new moon money reading is on acquiring financial wealth. We, I know for myself and possibly many others out there, a couple that I've talked to just over this last month, of like, how do we actually acquire financial wealth? It's like, we've worked so hard, we've been working on our spiritual self, our financial self, our emotional self, and we've been working hard on a business and creating and and doing all the things that we are supposed to be doing to reach a super, a super goal to, to, become that financially successful to get that guy to have that perfect mate to really create that success. So today's new moon money reading is how do we acquire financial wealth? How do we actually finally get to that goal that we've been working so hard on? So get your money journal out So you have a place to make some notes as we go through this reading and then get your stones, some water, crystals, your little bells, whatever you need to assist you in moving this energy forward. Because in this collective conscious new moon money reading, we're getting an opportunity to really move through some energy and reconnect to our divine self and rid ourselves of these human mindset belief systems that keep us stuck in the scarcity mindset and keep us limited. And it is not an easy thing to shift our unconscious beliefs. It, I know for myself, there's some things that I have been struggling and struggling and struggling blocks to remove and release, but it always continues to stay in this unconscious space that keeps getting in the way for me. And so I'm really looking forward to doing this new moon money reading to really shed those final unconscious belief systems that are stopping me and the collective conscious and you from moving forward into really acquiring that financial wealth. So hang on to your shorts. (laughs) Here we go the new moon money reading for August 1st, 2019.
Okay, let's get going with this new moon money reading. So for this new money reading, I've actually already pulled the cards. I've decided to pull three cards this time. And for those of you that are new to the podcast on the new moon readings, basically what I do is I draw cards from the Divine Money Goddess Oracle cards that I wrote. And as I connect into the collective consciousness, as I collect connect into the higher beings that support us in our spiritual journeys, I'm able to get some information and download information for us specifically to assist us in moving forward towards our goals and to help us really claim that divinity within us and who we are. So in this collective consciousness reading, in this new moon money reading, like I said, the focus is on how to create financial wealth, how to acquire financial wealth. And really, this is one of the biggest issues that I see, not only within myself, but within other people, is that we're constantly working so hard, but the scarcity mindset is so deeply ingrained, not only within ourselves as individuals, but within our DNA, meaning the our programming as human beings that come from our childhood, that come from our family, that come from our lineage, that come from generations back. This scarcity mindset is so deeply, deeply ingrained in us. And it's even more difficult to even believe anything else is possible when we're constantly being bombarded through advertising and commercials and television and TV and just everything around us about and reminding us how hard it is to make money and how hard it is to really create anything substantial for ourselves. And when you're feeling the pressure as a mother or as a father or as a young family, and you're constantly feeling this pressure of having to perform certain ways and do certain things and provide certain things for everybody. But then at the same time, we're supposed to create this big wealth of retirement money, but then we're not supposed to be too rich because we don't want to be greedy and don't want to be too rich. And we certainly don't want to be better than anybody else because, you know, we're light workers and divine people. And so it really becomes this massive internal struggle within ourselves as to how to really acquire the wealth, even though we work super hard to creating it, we know what we need to do. We've been working on a spiritual self, but there's this piece of actually receiving it to finally actually receiving it and opening ourselves to finally receiving that big goal that we have intended for ourselves that we've been focusing on for us. And if you have been conditioned and have been consistently already thinking negative things, it is a very difficult process to shift that mindset. In fact, what it ultimately leads to is the constant reminding ourselves to shift our mindset, right? So when we're working in this unconscious space and we're automatically jumping to the negative energies and negative thought patterns and the scarcity thought patterns, limiting thought patterns, then those are the things that we keep recreating as the limiting experiences and the scarcity experiences. So 
to really become conscious of our thoughts and physically and consciously shift those thoughts to a conscious, more open thought pattern is what we get to do until that conscious, more unlimited, that expansive view is becomes part of our natural normal programming. And that's where we're at. We're really at this shift in not only the consciousness of the collective as the universe, as just as beings is really stepping into this next higher level of us, not just seeing ourselves as limited human beings walking the planet, planet, but to see ourselves as divine beings capable of creating whatever we want to create in this new moon money reading. And, you know, August is an amazing month. It's going to be a supercharged month. There's two new moons. There'll be the next new moon is on August 30th. So we're doing one at the first of the month, and then we'll be doing another new moon at the end of the month. So there's twice the amount of energy coming in for us to really create this shift and this change for us. If we're willing to take it on, if we're really willing to do what is being described for us to do. So what I'm going to be doing is I'll be reading these goddess cards out loud. And as I read them out loud, you're going to feel certain things in your body, movement, energy, thoughts will come to you. And I just invite you to write those down in your money journal, what those thoughts are, where you're feeling things in your body and what memories or what stories or what things really trigger you because those are the things that you're going to want to really dial down into to clear some specific blocks for you. But in this new moon reading, what I'll be doing is I'll read the card out loud. I'm going to be stopping the recording, going back, listening to the recording and mapping out on this body trigger map where blocks are in the body and downloading some specific information for us to move forward with. I'll also be getting some specific steps for us to take and some things that we can do as individuals to really bring about this change for us. Like we can get all of this information and this is something that we've are already very well at doing is gathering information, gathering information. But then the trick is to really apply that information into our life and really use it to make a substantial permanent change for ourselves. And that's the goal is to make a substantial permanent change for ourselves, especially if you're wanting to acquire financial wealth. What does financial wealth really mean to you? And I I, I said somebody, someone said to me, I just want to know how to acquire wealth. And it's in important for us to be specific. And so this is why I added in the financial wealth, acquiring financial wealth, because wealth can mean many, many different things. It doesn't necessarily always mean money or finances. It could just mean a wealth of energy, a wealth of compassion, a wealth of things, a wealth of relationships. It it, it could be mean many certain things, but it's important for us to use the word financial wealth, acquiring financial wealth, and not be afraid to talk about money, not be afraid to talk about receiving finances. It's one of the biggest things I remember when I first started working and as I was really getting into the working world. I always thought it was very interesting how we couldn't talk about money. We couldn't talk about how much we were being paid, how much other people were being paid, 
we couldn't talk about money and work in the workplace. And it was, it was like the biggest taboo to talk about money. And it's something even centuries back, like it's rude to talk about money. And that's what this whole podcast is about is let's talk about money. Let's not make it such a taboo thing. And then it it isn't about us getting above somebody else. It's about us, everybody acquiring financial wealth, right? Changing the whole face of poverty and allowing the financial abundance to be available to everyone. And that's what I loved about these cards, actually. The cards I drew were the Accounting Money Goddess Body, card number 21, then also the Accounting Money Goddess number 5 from the I Am perspective, and then the Divine Ego, card number 44. And the two, the Accounting Money Goddess is, first of all, it's about our throat chakra. Her domain is on the throat chakra, which is about using our voice, speaking up for ourselves, talking about our experiences, talking about what we want to create in our life, being vocal about what we have to say, not not suppressing ourselves. And the Accounting Money Goddess, also the card, it's Adam and Eva is who's on the card. And it, there's an abundance, an abundance, an abundance of fruit available. She has some, there's plenty more in the tree. There's plenty more on the ground to share. And that's the thing that we get to really remember. I mean, scarcity means there isn't enough, but the truth is, is that there is plenty of money out there. There's plenty of wealth out there. There's plenty of opportunity out there. It's just a matter of allowing ourselves to receive it and really acquiring it. So I'm going to read these cards out loud. As I read them out loud, like I said, take a moment, relax. If you can sit still, put your feet on the ground, take some breaths in. I'll take, I'll say to breathe a few times when it's time for us to breathe. If you can do this um, and stop whatever you're doing to listen to the card reading, this will be perfect for you. Of course, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Or if you're operating heavy equipment, (laughs) don't close your eyes. Um, But again, take a moment to really connect with the cards, connect with the words and things that are really popping up for you or that tweak you or like, oh, like speak volumes to you. Make sure to make a note of what those are in your money journal so that you can go back and really detail back into them. So let's take a breath. I'll take a deep, let's take a deep breath in. I'm going to clear the energy. And I'm going to read this first card. Accounting money goddess body. Goddess card 21. It's not personal. It's accounting. It is what it is. I increase my physical vibration with beautiful foods, which also increase my financial vibration. Feedback is an informative result to receive for what it is. I take, I follow my wisdom and take action. Take a breath. On the back, it says physical relationship, food and nourishment, scarcity side, avoiding, She avoids peace, she takes things personally, and uses it as a weapon to beat herself with. She uses food and other substances in her cycle of addiction and pain, avoiding her true self. 
The result is poor health, poor diet, poverty consciousness, excess debt, and excess weight. Take a breath. Energy exchange, movement, and growth. Feed your body beautiful food. Nourish and nurture your body with fresh fruits and vegetables. As you fill your body with food, water, and love, you cultivate positive growth physically, spiritually, and financially. Feedback creates a supportive energy that propels you forward and boosts your brilliance. Take a breath. Healing energy, earth, money action. Be in gratitude for how your body supports you now. Listen to what it is craving for. Eat in a way that enriches your body. Eat regular meals and drink plenty of water. As you care and honor for your body, it nurtures your self-worth and net worth. Listen, learn, apply in your voice. Goddess card 21. Now, what's interesting is as I was actually reading this card, the one thing that really kept hitting me was that even though this is talking about food, it's not necessarily in this particular session meaning food as much as it's meaning the water, allowing ourselves to be nourished with beautiful money. Allow, feed your body, feed yourself with beautiful money. Nourish and nurture yourself with fresh money and more money. <laughs> Like having that thought of like nourishing our body with money, nurturing ourself with money, like money is a way to nurture ourself. Wow. That's kind of a concept. Money is a way to nurture ourself. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to read the next one. Goddess card number five, accounting money goddess. And this is from the I am perspective. Take a breath. I claim who I am. I claim all that I am. I am proud of and take accountability for my creations. I am personally responsible for my financial knowledge, wealth, health, freedom, and understanding. I am my word. I claim my financial freedom now. Take a breath. Okay, on the back is the I am relationships to self, which is our higher self, our relationship with our highest God self. Scarcity side, avoiding. She denies and hides from what is, expecting and allowing others to answer her questions and bail her out. She has no confidence in her financial and money-making abilities. She is uncertain and criticizing. High peaks and deep valleys. Money goes way up and way down. Mostly down. Energy exchange. Peace. Women's attention to detail is uncanny and their ability to track, evaluate, and manage change is impressive. Count the money in. Count the money in. Count the money in. Count the money out. Repeat from top. Count the money in. Count the money in. Count the money in. Count the money out. Repeat from top. This is the money-making secret. Healing energy, throat, 
blue chakra. Money action. Be the accounting money goddess. She claims who she is and is accountable for all her creations. She is responsible for her financial knowledge, wealth, and understanding. Zealously and earnestly, she pursues her financial well-being, living in peace and confident with every money action. Goddess card five. Take a breath. Okay, and the last card, the Divine Ego, Goddess card 44. This is actually one of my favorite cards. I remember when I got the download for this card and I was like, the Divine Ego? All I'd ever heard of before was negative things about our ego. And so when I downloaded the Divine Ego, I thought, well, this is going to be an interesting card to write and to learn about because... I hadn't thought about a divine ego, just like divine money, right? We've always heard money being bad, but money is a good thing. There's a divinity to money as well. There's both sides to it. So the divine ego, I am the heart self. I voice the love and gratitude I have for myself. I am the enlightened being. I am lovingly proud and humbled by my accomplishments, contributions, and my achievements. Being a blessing to the world, I know who I am, and I am honored to be so. Goddess card 44. And the back. Self-actualization. The divine ego is centered in self, rather than self-centered. The divine creation of life, the spark of God that you are, is who you are. By the complete and total acceptance of love and gratitude for yourself and your life path, you will open a space to allow your spirit self to embody your human self, creating heaven on earth. Centered in self, I am at peace with the divine in me. I free myself to completely express me as my divine self, accepting and loving all of me. My human self is created physically, spiritually, mentally, and financially. I weave together feminine and masculine qualities to create my divinely desired life. Human head ego keeps me alive and fear is a natural response and very useful. Spirit heart ego recognizes the vibrational frequency that fear transmits as a signal from my higher self alerting me to my divine path. I will confidently take action with my next step forward, not allowing my mind to control and respond rather leading with my heart and creativity. Co-created with the universe, my life journey is made up of choices and contrast from which I learn and grow. I am honored to be one of the collective whole. Heart, divine ego, yang, head, ego, yin. Goddess card, 44. And take a breath. Well, I had some things hit for me um, with this card, especially with this, uh, I confidently take action with my next step forward. And that actually hits in the knee. And, it, you know, it's, 
it's always it, it would be so nice to be able to see the whole picture right what is this from step one step two step three step four step all the way to step 755 million whatever it is right however many steps it would be so nice to have all those steps in place and to know confidently where our journey is and where our path is going to end and not let that fear take over for us but because we can't see it because we can't always see every single step fear is constantly getting in the way of us really pursuing these certain things about us especially because we don't know how we're going to be received. Are we going to be accepted? Are we going to be ostracized? Are we going to be successful? And are we really going to stay in that pure divine self? One thing I realized in talking to people over this last month in my sessions was that there's this huge fear around acquiring wealth and what that would mean as if we would actually change as a person, that we would all of a sudden become these horrible people because we've acquired wealth and what, what money really does for us is it just really magnifies the truth of who we are. If we already in our heart and our divine spirit self are divine, compassionate, loving people, then receiving more money is only going to allow us to be more light, to send out more light, to be bigger than life in that we're able to magnify this divine presence and magnify the light in the world. It's not going to, just because we receive money doesn't mean it's going to dampen us. If within our heart of hearts, we already have this mischievous, I want to hurt people kind of energy, then that is what will be magnified. But I already know if you're listening to this podcast, you're a divine being of light. So don't be afraid of, of change. Number one, and number two, realize that acquiring this wealth, acquiring financial wealth is only going to magnify the divinity in you and magnify the reach that you're going to be able to express and impress onto this planet. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording now. I'll be back in just a quick little moment. Uh, with back with uh, the download and some more interpretation from our consciousness, from the collective consciousness, as how we can move forward and really shift this mindset and acquire financial wealth. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. 
So the first card, the accounting money goddess body, the, uh, you know, the thing is, like I said earlier, was that this isn't as much about food as it is about nurturing our body with money and allowing money to be a substance that supports us rather than using it as something that we fear or that we push away. Money is this divine source of energy that is here to support us. In fact, it's the one energy that supports everything around us. It supports our home. It supports our physical self. It supports our physical needs like clothing and food and air, clean water. And by not allowing ourselves to nurture ourselves, in fact, especially as women, we've been taught that we're the ones that's supposed to be nurturing. And there's something that I hear all of the time in women's groups and in women's spaces where women constantly have to remind themselves to nurture themselves because we've been so used to giving away our divine essence, giving away everything of who we are and not allowing ourselves to be nurtured. And nurturing our body actually hits in the crown chakra and it gets very dizzy and moving because it's such a foreign concept for us as women to to really claim this nurturing our body, nurturing ourselves. And in fact, you know, for me, as um, I was the oldest, I am the oldest of eight children and growing up, we we lived in poverty not extreme horrible poverty. We always did have a roof over our head, but there were times when we didn't eat. There were times when we didn't have warm warmth. You know, we would all be huddled up in front of a fireplace in our front room to keep warm. We always had used clothes. We, you know, to go out and buy a new, new outfit was a special treat. So food and support and nourishment of myself has been something that's been constantly restricted, criticized, and belittled for my own growth, right? So food was restricted, it was locked up, and it was more important for the others in my family to receive nourishment and food than it was for me. And it was also more important that there was so much more emphasis and energy and emotion around the financial responsibility for caring for this huge family. And it got to be the point where, you know, it was more important to have more money than it was to be fed. And so there's this this internal conflict of the survival instinct that was instilled in me as a child in that the survival of food was dependent on my parents. My survival was dependent on my parents and was also dependent on my meekness to the situation. In other words, as long as I stayed good and stayed suppressed and stayed quiet and did all the things that they wanted, then I would be fed. And so that survival piece came about when I submitted to the smallness of who I am and allowed for 
the care of others before me. And so it makes sense now as an adult, having that energy still within my presence in that in order for me to survive, I would have to stay meek and small so that I didn't rock the boat too much or so that I didn't upset anybody too much so that I would continue to be able to eat and be sustained and survive. So for me, food has been this huge struggle for me in that the nourishment and the care of others was so much more important than it was for me. And so to nurture myself financially, nurture myself with food, nurture myself with relationships is something that I've really had to work on and grow towards my whole life. And especially with food still to this day, I'm so much better about it. And I'm really learning this new relationship with food in that I know when I put food, certain foods in my body, I have certain reactions. There's ones that are good and there's ones that's not so good. And we all know the culprit, the culprit of sugar and processed foods. But that is something that I'm consciously shifting and working on consciously all of the time, realizing that there's such a different vibration and energy and feeling within myself and within my body when it's the when I have good nourishing food. But part of the problem came was the money aspect in that to nourish my body would mean to buy the fresh fruits and vegetables, to buy the, you know, organically free ranged beef and all that good stuff, you know, but that is an extra cost. There is more money involved in buying some of these higher quality foods. And that is again, something that for myself, I've shifted in that nurturing my body means the food and the nourishment is more important than the cost of it. So that's a huge different mindset from what I grew up with. I remember there'll be times that I'd just be starving and we'd be driving down the road with all the kids and, and I would just see restaurant after restaurant after restaurant and, and I would leave hints. I'd be like, oh, there's McDonald's. Oh, there's Taco Bell. Oh, there's Denny's. Oh, there's whatever. Whatever I saw on the side of the road, just kind of hinting like, you know, I'm hungry. Instead of saying I'm hungry, I would hint instead of speaking straight out for what it was that I want. And that's the thing that we really get to do is speak out for what it is that we want. Um, food and other substances were hitting in our throat chakra, which is that speaking about what nourishment we want, speaking about what other substances we want, not necessarily, um, a phys a, a, an actual substance, but it could also, it could also mean like wanting that relationship, wanting to be with somebody, wanting to talk with somebody, right? Maybe what the nourishment that we need at that time is companionship. And if we're not willing to pick up the phone and speak to somebody or talk to our friends and we isolate ourselves, which I'm also very guilty of sometimes, we're not allowing ourselves to fulfill that support and that energy and that nourishment and that nurturing for ourselves by not speaking about ourselves and about what we want for ourselves. 
The other thing that hit was food and nourishment, which hits in the stomach as well as poor health. And that's like, again, a fear kind of thing, like knowing what we've done to our bodies and then this fear around our health and like, can we, our physical health and well-being and lifelong time on the earth, right? So if we have bad health, if we have poor health, our longevity of life usually is cut shorter when we have poor health. So it's important for us to allow ourselves to really nourish ourselves and nurture ourselves in ways that completely support us and not to be holding on to this fear. And uh, physical vibration and beautiful foods actually hit in the back on in the neck on the throat by the throat chakra in the back and it was almost like a squeezing of the neck and holding our neck tight feeling is what it felt like in this um, beautiful foods and physical vibration and that we are constantly being held in this energy of guilt of our food and our energy and our lives about our choices and in our society, we're constantly getting these different messages as far as what's acceptable, how to live our lives, what standards we should be meeting. And it's really, it becomes a point of discontent because it's constantly holding us in this space of guilt and shame. The message that came down through, which was really interesting, that I downloaded, Divine One, let go of the fear that has you so gripped. Why are you fighting yourself so much? Guilt and shame only hold you in the darkness of life. Gratitude, forgiveness, and love hold you in the light. Nourish and nurture yourself with beautiful money. Money is a way to nurture ourselves. And... I thought that was really interesting that shame only holds you in the darkness of life. Gratitude, forgiveness, and love hold you in the light. And and this forgiveness piece and this gratitude piece, grateful for how the money has shown up, grateful for how the food has shown up in our life, forgiveness of ourselves for the choices, forgiveness of others, you know, my parents lived in the scarcity mindset. They didn't realize what they were doing. They were just trying to get the little bit of money they had to stretch over a mill to feed 10 people. And the stress and anxiety around the constant feeding of all these children and then the ability and the constant financial pressures that I'm sure my parents felt just added to their anger and their frustrations in our household that then led to physical abuse and violence in our home. So letting go of this fear, there's this fear that, and I even feel it in myself, this gripping, like fighting against myself so hard to be who I actually truly am in all aspects. And why? Why do we hang on to that? Why do we grip so hard onto that? Why do I fight myself so much against what I know I, I need to be doing or what I should be doing. And we do that. That's just part of our humanness as beings that we do. We're constantly fighting ourselves between our, our humanness and our lightness, our divine divinity, knowing and really claiming that person that, that we are or that divine being that we are. 
The next card, the Accounting Money Goddess I Am card, um, claiming who I am, actually does hit. Hits right in the back, in our lower back. It's like this like a still rod that's in between the solar plexus and the sacral chakra, which I thought is very interesting because those are two of action and moving. So there's like this still rod between the two energy, those two chakra systems and this claiming who I am. And what that rod is doing is keeping us still. It's keeping us from not taking action and not moving forward because that claiming who I am and, you know, the, it makes perfect sense why the divine ego came into it because the divine ego says right in the back, the divine ego is centered in self rather than self-centered ego. And claiming who we are and claiming this divine heart person that we are is an amazing thing to do. And it's awesome, but it also just... F's with our mindset and our mind belief system that, that we're not that much. And it's, to me, I, to me, it's a constant battle. And I hope one day, if not sooner than later, hopefully sooner than later, I'll be able to even just say within myself, you know, and really hold that divinity and hold that divineness in myself constantly. Like I can feel it in me and then it leaves. It's then it's in me and then it leaves. It comes back and forth, back and forth based on whatever situation, based on those subconscious feelings, those fears, those things. And that, and that's one of the things that hits us as well, right along the claiming who I am as a rod is fear. And that fear holds on and grips us in that same space in the back between the, the sacral and the solar plexus in holding us to where and keeping us right where we're at. So fear is something that has got to be eliminated from our bodies as much as possible, as much as possible. And when we're feeling this fear and we're all feeling this fear and this concern and this upset, if we can shift it around into gratitude and forgiveness and love and release ourselves from that fear, because survival is a natural normal instinct and change is so unknown like not knowing what to what those next steps are shifting into a change of like this is how I was now this is where I'm going to and not really sure how that's all going to play out change is something that is inevitable and is consistent you can see it in nature we can see it in ourselves. Every single day is never the same as the last day. Every day is changing and we change. We think in our mind, we think, oh, I'm going to stay the same and I'll be the same person forever. No, we're constantly changing. But if we really want to make the the impact, if we really want to create this financial wealth within our life, then we have to have the guts to move forward, to listen to ourselves the one thing that hit in our stomach with the second card was personally responsible. And I think that's really interesting because responsibility is something that I hear all the time. I, I, you know, I hear them like, well, what's stopping you from writing your book? What's stopping you from stepping into that new, new profession? And the answer I get back quite often is, well, I don't want to be responsible because responsibility also denotes another layer of work, of hardship, of possible criticism. 
And so we've shied away from being responsible for certain things and being responsible in our life because of the criticism. And that's the other thing that hits, right? Criticizing is even though we can be responsible for something and we do it one way, we'll still get criticized. If we do it another way, we'll still get criticized. There's still a criticism that comes with any level of responsibility because we're not always going to make everybody happy. And so the main point is we get to make ourselves happy. We get to listen to ourselves and nourish ourselves and nurture ourselves and let go of whatever criticizing may follow. And the criticizing most likely is all in our head anyway. It's most likely more of us criticizing ourselves because not holding on to this confidence in our choices, confidence in what we're doing and not allowing ourselves to hold that space of, yeah, I'm magnificent. I'm got this. I trust everything because those things, those virtues of trust and confidence and loyalty and responsibility have been hammered into our, into our subconscious for centuries but not really nurtured and not really valued and not really celebrated as individuals. We're so consumed with criticizing each other. We even make television shows about criticizing each other. We make our movies about criticizing each other. And we're constantly showed this play out of drama in front of us that criticizes everything that we do and watches every move that we do. I mean, the poor stars, I I feel so sorry for them. Sometimes it's like they can't make a move. I mean, like they can't even go to the beach without getting criticized for what their bathing suits look like or what they look like in the bathing suit or, or, or anything. They're constantly criticized going to the Emmys. They're constantly criticized. We're we've become a society of constant criticism. And so in order to keep ourselves safe, we stay in this little box and we stay hidden and we stay suppressed and we stay quiet so that we're not criticized. And that's really just doing us as humanity and as light workers a huge disservice. So relinquishing that fear of criticism is going to be essential in order for us to move forward, we've got to realize that no matter what we do, if we want to really truly change our life, and if we really want to make a difference in this world, we have to let go of the criticism that may or may not follow our way. Um, and just let ourselves be in the world as we're meant to be. The download came goddess you are personally responsible for all your life choices but you are not alone you have a power you have a gift that goes beyond the poverty consciousness boundaries get yourself out of the loop of despair and discouragement claim who you are be your word to yourself and claim your financial freedom now and that being our word to ourselves, I am my word and I, in my relation, I am relationship with self. Both of those hit in the back of the head, right on the crown chakra or in the brow chakra on the back of the head in that not being our word and being our word to ourselves. It's like we set these goals for ourselves and we see, okay, I know step two, step three that I need to do, 
but then we don't do these steps. We, we in our heart know what it is that we're meant to do, but because of the fear that's gripping us from moving forward, from this fear of the, of being criticized, from this fear of being responsible, we don't move forward and we don't, we are not our word to ourself. And when we're not our word to ourself, we lower that relationship with ourself, with our divine self, because then we start into that same pattern of self-criticizing. We, we set a goal or say, okay, I'm going to get up every day. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to do my work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We set ourselves up. And then the first thing we do is we hit the snooze button and we don't even get out of bed. And we hit the snooze button again and we don't get out of bed. And we miss all that time that we could have gotten up and exercising. I'm speaking from personal experience because this is something I've done this cycle, right? And so all of a sudden, we're not our word to ourselves. And we start in that pattern, that continual pattern of criticizing ourselves and criticizing what we've done or what we haven't done. And that relationship with ourself, that trust, right? Because what we want to do is build trust in ourselves and build trust in the universe. But if we can't even be our word to ourselves, we don't build that trust within ourselves and thereby not building trust within other people, trust in situations or trust in the universe. And so we stay in that cycle of scarcity. We stay in that cycle of limitations. So being our word to ourself, when we set, we're going to do something, be our word, be our word to ourself and allow that self, that personal responsibility to really empower you to move forward. Let it be something that empowers you to greatness rather than something that you can uh, keep yourself small and limited. The other thing that hits uh, with that is the financial freedom now, which actually hits in the front on the brow chakra and actually made my eye twitch quite a bit because this financial freedom's like not seeing it. It's like we're not allowing ourselves to really see this financial freedom. And that's just it. We are so free as human beings. Like, I don't think we even really realize we still carry this mindset and the scarcity and this limitation, like we're shackled and chained and that we're, you know, living in a prison every single day. And this prison that's, that's created is only self-created. It's something that we have continued to carry from generation to generation to generation, because generations before us, there was limits. There were laws that stopped women from attaining wealth. There were laws that stopped women from having a career. There were laws that, um, based on certain positions that kept people in men and women in certain life situations. And there were laws that were created to keep us all in line. And uh, the, the fear of being incarcerated or killed or tortured or humiliated and criticized by thousands, you know, like having the being put in a guillotine during certain things like that energy has been carried forward from centuries forward that has gripped us and kept us so tightly wound up in fear and to realize that we have the freedom now 
Now we have the freedom to express ourselves completely, totally, even with the internet piece. I mean, and this whole, I mean, even with this podcast, it's like, this is something so new just within these last 10, 15 years that we have access, worldwide access to anybody and everybody without limitation. And that's what's so exciting about this time in, in our life right now and in our world right now is that we can break away from these old paradigms and these old belief systems that have kept us stuck and keep us trapped. I mean, we are not living in a culture of physical entrapment as much as mental entrapment where we're mentally trapped within our own fear and our own cycles of addiction, fear, scarcity, and suppression. And so claiming that financial freedom now, like look, go outside, look around, look and see how free we really are. And especially in the United States, how lucky we are to have some of the freedoms that we have. I mean, I just read an article the other day about a woman who was facing 10 years in, in prison for taking off her headscarf, for not wearing a headscarf. She's facing 10 years in prison. I mean, we're so lucky as Americans that we can live the way that we live. And we are so missing the boat of appreciating that freedom, the freedoms that we have. Okay. The last card, divine ego. Uh, again, I've talked a little bit about, about it, but the first thing that really hit was I am the heart self. And that actually hits in the heart chakra. It was a very warm, full feeling of I am the heart self in there's still this deep, deep knowing of this divine heart person that we know who we are. We know deep within us. And it was such a beautiful, warm feeling that regardless, even though all of this other stuff is going on around us, that deep within us, within our heart, we know who we are. And we're just out there trying to figure this out, trying to clear our mindset, um, working towards creating a better planet and doing whatever we can to reach that. I know for myself, I'm doing everything I can to create this business and create a movement that changes the face of poverty, that changes the experiences for hundreds of thousands of people that, that allows them to feel that freedom of life. Confidently moving forward, the fear of moving forward that hits in the knee, but confidently move forward in, in just do it. Just hold on to that heart energy, that warmth energy of knowing who we are and what we're meant to do and just do it. The other thing that hits in the stomach is the enlightened being proud and humble and being a blessing to the world. We're so used to being living under criticism and not being good enough. And to think of ourselves as an enlightened being, to be proud of who we are, to being a blessing in the world instead of a burden is, is a new mindset to hang on to. I know for myself, especially 
this burden piece, like not being a burden because that's how I felt as a child, that I was a burden, that I was just another thing that had to be taken care of, that I was more trouble and than I was worth. And money and food and nourishment and nurturing, all of those things were not available to me. Those things were restricted to me and was very limited. So allowing and shifting this mindset of not being a burden, but being a blessing is a huge awareness just for myself that I'm a blessing to this world. You are a blessing to this world. You're not a burden. You're a blessing. And we get to hang on to that. We get to allow that and show that out into the world. The message that came through is you are a blessing to the world. Remember who you really are, not what you've been told. You are not a burden. You are not a trouble to be dealt with. You're not a responsibility for someone to achieve or complete. You are a divine being on a mission, a light of light and enlightenment. Trust in who you are. Trust in your heart self. Fear keeps you stuck in scarcity. Confidently move forward in the light of who you are, surrounded by love. What do you want? Stop fighting what you already know. Oh, take a breath. That's going to be a good one for me to really, really sink in this whole burden versus blessing um, whew, okay, I'm going to clear some energy. Take a breath. Please remember that you are a blessing to this world. You are a divine blessing and you have so much to share and offer to the world. And I pray and hope for all of us. That we all allow for peace, happiness, nurturing, care, love, support, compassion, companionship, and financial wealth. Whew. Okay, so the pictures of the goddess cards are going to be on my website at divinemoneymastery.com. And you'll also be able to see a picture of the chakra body trigger map that will be there as well. And also there's plenty of other new moon money readings. So even though... This isn't those information, like if you, even if you're not listening to this podcast or those other podcasts at the time of the new moon, this information is now in the collective consciousness and you're able to access this information. I would suggest going back and, and if you have a set of these cards, reading these cards again for yourself or writing out in your journal, even going deeper for yourself. As you can see, just in this reading, it took me to a deeper place that I wasn't expecting that I get to work out and probably cry about and journal about and release this pain from my body and forgive my parents for what they, for the fear minded and the scarcity mindset that they embedded in me. But I know it's not their fault because it is again, their, the alignment of where they were in that time frame just wasn't there. We're so lucky and so blessed 
to be able to have these awarenesses now. We are so lucky and so blessed to be in this lifetime now and to be in our consciousness and in our world right now because we can truly make a change for our children and our children's children and for generations forward, releasing ourselves from this bondage and blocks of scarcity, poverty, and limitation. So I love you all so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast, this new moon money reading. Our next new moon is August 30th, 2019 at the end of the month. I'm looking forward to everything that comes through. Thank you again so much. I will see you next time on our next new moon money reading. I wish you the very best. Love you much. Peace in. Thank you for listening to the Spirit of Money podcast. Are you ready to transform your money life? Imagine making money that nourishes your body and soul. Visit DivineMoneyMastery.com for more information about products and services created to empower your money life and to contact Beth Ann via email, Facebook, and Instagram. Sign up to receive a complimentary ebook written by Beth Ann. Five Steps to Money Peace of Mind Quick Guide. Discover the spiritual side of your money to increase your abundance and divine financial wealth. Join us next time on the Spirit of Money podcast.